Welcome back to Onboard and Sharing. Today we have Matt and Kate. They seem to be the calmest parents that we know, and I'm sure that's not always the case. But with their faith in God and going with the flow gives them the impression that they've got it all together. While they may humbly disagree, uh, we discussed some of their hardships before, during and after pregnancy. So here's Matt and Kate's story. Enjoy. Sure. Um, where to start? Um, yeah, well, how I, did... think we, I think we actually had a really good, um, we have a really like straightforward, like no issues. Yeah. We had a really great birth. Um, and pregnancy. I, and pregnancy, like textbook pregnancy. But I was actually yeah. chatting to someone the other day saying how blessed we were just because we, we really have had no real issues you know it all just kind of happened the way it should so yeah we've been really fortunate and uh yeah it all went really well yeah so. yeah really no complaints i mean the birth the pregnancy was at just had all atypical like the normal symptoms um but i was quite strong during that pregnancy quite fit and stuff and the birth was quick <laughs> which we were really lucky about so so when you guys so when you guys fell pregnant was it a planned one was it just like let's see how it goes and then woohoo we're pregnant or was it a yay we're pregnant surprise or (laughs) yeah i think it was more let's see how it goes we weren't like we weren't trying desperately hard but we weren't not trying either and then it just happened so we're very lucky i mean we pulled the goalie on purpose so (laughs) We were, we were like, we wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And actually, like, you, we were on a bit of a journey to, to get yeah. pregnant. So. No, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a journey because I was underweight. So I couldn't fall pregnant for a while. Um, so I had to see a dietitian and get healthy and all of that until I was healthy enough to fall pregnant. But we're fortunate in that when I came, when my health came right, falling pregnant wasn't a problem at all. Mm. yeah and what what made your diet cause you not to fall pregnant as easily as most would so I had an eating disorder um I was excluding lots of food and over exercising and all of that kind of thing um so I just didn't my hormones were totally out of whack I didn't have a period for about a year or so it was crazy so when I saw a guy they were like look it's gonna be really hard for you um so basically you've got to get healthy if you want to fall pregnant (laughs) so it was a big obviously I mean there were tons of motivating factors to get healthy but knowing that I wouldn't be able to fall pregnant in that condition was yeah quite a big deal yeah hectic hectic that is that is it's very interesting we did not know that (laughs) And obviously, COVID and what? Yeah, yeah. Kate's actually quite open about it. I mean, yeah. we talk quite a bit about it. So, yeah, try, try and help other people who are experiencing similar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love it, and I hope that your story also helps other people as well. So, we're hoping that uh, what you share translates and <laughs> inspires and yeah, empowers. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Empowers. I love the word empower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you guys decide your whole birthing plan and team so it was like the whole um, process like i believe you you guys went through a, a midwife and all that 
that process. So how did you decide that versus going all the other options? Yeah, um, I think I brought Genesis to the table. I don't think you knew about it. I was like, this is you, you, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing with Genesis, I had quite a few friends who had been there who raved about the experience. I also had friends who had difficult times there because they didn't manage to give natural birth. Um, but I knew that that was our option if, I mean, all gynees will um, favor natural birth and stuff like that. But sometimes in a, hosp a typical hospital, the gynees um, will call a Caesar a lot earlier, whereas Genesis is a lot more um, pro-natural pro in the sense that there's I don't know. It was just, it was a really cool environment. Um, so we were very keen on doing natural if it was possible. We also knew that if it wasn't possible, I could have a Caesar right there on site. So we weren't really stressed about that. Um, and we just liked the whole idea of, you know, the way things worked post-birth as well. You know, you stayed in like a bigger room and um, Matt got to stay there in the entire time never left the room um it's like staying in a hotel you yeah. check in for, for 48 hours yeah you can have friends you can have whatever you want there yeah nice big double bed <laughs> you could give birth wherever you want yeah the shower the bath <laughs> the bed the garden whatever like, you can, you can do whatever you garden. want <laughs> um but yeah, Olivia also never left the room. So they don't take the baby off to nursery somewhere, provided the baby's healthy, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just think the idea, and I just knew that it would increase our chances of a natural birth to go there. Yeah. And how did you choose your midwife? Or how did you find your midwife? Or was there a referral? Or... Mm. Yeah, it was. We did go to, so Genesis has like an open evening that you can go to. Um, they explain, they take you on a tour through the place and all, most of the midwives will be there and you can actually meet them and chat to them and that kind of thing. Um, the funny it's like thing, a lineup. Yeah. And then they, all, they all say a little something and then you can go and pick the one you want. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and right and then left. Speed dating. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Basically. Swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, the funny thing was our other midwife we ended up with wasn't actually there that no, night. No, she wasn't. Um, a friend of mine who hadn't even been with her had just been in touch with her so I just got in touch with her and we just found things very easy going with her hey she was just an easy person to be around easy to chat mm -hmm. to very relaxed so we, I think that's why we were just like cool this works she's easy going we're easy going so to be fair actually in the beginning I was a bit unsure were you yeah her, uh, like I didn't really get on that well with her but uh, it's more about you <laughs> and her knowing what she's doing you know mm. and and I warmed up to her in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Josh, she was great. We're yeah, using her again. Great. So We're going back to her. So, yeah. yeah. And, she must have done something right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what have, did you go a Ghani route at all? Or did you go midwife first? Or have you guys had any experience being with a Ghani first and then a midwife? Or Yeah. Yeah, so we were actually with a Ghani, a great Ghani that I was with prior to falling pregnant, prior to switching over to Genesis. 
Um, but then when we did switch over to Genesis, we had to change our gynae because there's only a few gynees that are affiliated with Genesis. So we had to switch over to a different guy. Um, he's also amazing though, because um, you do have to see a gynae for a few scans prior. They have to say you're a low risk pregnancy in order to go to Genesis. Um, now the way Genesis works is yeah. you can't not see a gynae. And yeah. you do have to see a gynae and have a couple of scans and things like that. And as yeah. Kate says, they, they kind of give the okay to say like, you can do natural yeah. or you're, you're too much of a risk. So maybe Genesis is not the place for you. Yeah. So I think it's three times. Eh? You have to see a gynae three times. Yeah, three to four times. That's okay. like little periods. And then um, the gynae will be on call when you're giving birth with your midwife as well. So, yeah. Interesting. And how did your midwife, because obviously your midwife takes you through a whole process of just your pregnancy as well as your birth. How did your midwife incorporate your spirituality into your birth? Or how did you guys as well? So I was not just the midwife, but you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we didn't speak about it to the midwife too much, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think we... We incorporate God into every part of our lives. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we prayed a lot about a lot of things. So, I mean, we didn't do anything like... <laughs> I said to Kate, we didn't do anything like lights, incense, or, <laughs> you know, we didn't like play worship music in the background. No, Which some we, people do. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it just wasn't a personal choice for us. Yeah. Um, so we didn't like do anything um, conscious like that during the birth, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we had prayed a lot up front and, you know, but uh, there wasn't anything like set that we asked for during the birth yeah. that was spiritual related. Yeah. I yeah. think for us, it was just a matter of trusting God that everything would be fine you know, and having that throughout the, mm. just keeping that in mind throughout the birth and knowing, I mean, I guess when, when you're giving birth, you're not really thinking about much else than getting that child out of you. So <laughs> wasn't too we also much. had Taryn with us. Yeah, she we had Taryn with us. Um, she acted as a doula. Taryn um, is our pastor's wife. Yeah, oh, she's so. not a qualified doula, but she, um, she can be one quite easily she's amazing yeah. um i mean basically she was doing videography and keeping me calm <laughs> that's what a doula does so. yeah. <laughs> don't tell the doulas that yeah no but she was great she was a great ex extra support to have there yeah yeah and how did you find your connection with with um Oh, wait, no, I've forgotten. Never mind. Wait, I'll remember. Sorry, my brain died. Okay, go. You need next. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, are they, like, if when you look at look back at it now, there's obviously some, like, highlight moments that stand out for you guys that, uh, whether it was the birth process, like, the actual, like, pushing, or if it was the moment yeah. right after or leading up to, what are some of those things that stand out for you that, um, yeah, that you can look back on, either as a learning thing or as a, just a fun memory i guess yeah well um for me i think one of the moments i remember being such a great moment i can't remember if it was the same day or the next day but all our family came to visit 
and they were all in the room with us, you know, and it was like the parents and my brother and popping champagne and they brought champagne <laughs> and they were, you know, it was like we had a party in our hotel suite, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same day. It was, it was a few same hours day. later. Yeah. Was it the same day? Yeah, I was sitting there, like just chilling on the bed, drinking energy while everyone was standing there. <laughs> <laughs> drinking champagne. Drink, but, yeah, I was quite euphoric as well, so I didn't really mind. <laughs> so like a typical movie just, scene kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> everyone just wanted to meet the new arrival, you know? Yeah. It was exciting because it's the, it was the first grandchild on both of our, our parents' sides. So. Mm. Um, everyone was quite excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then for me, um, I was saying to Matt earlier, it was actually during the birth. Um, I ended up having a water birth. We didn't say specifically that that was the plan. I just said I'd use the bath, but it escalated so quickly that it happened that way. Um, but I was like, I was looking out of the bath and I was holding on to Matt's hand. He was sitting on a medicine ball there to like support me. And I just remember fixing my eyes on his eyes and him encouraging me and hearing Taryn in the background and him keep saying, you've got this, you're doing so well, you're really strong. And I just remember that moment being what got me to actually give birth. Because <laughs> you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> I don't remember so, that moment at all. Yeah, you <laughs> Well, why don't you guys walk us through your birth? Okay. <laughs> All right, she want me to do it? Um, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I'm to think where we even start. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've told the story way more than you have. So. <laughs> I'm sure you um, So it was seven hours in total, which is actually quite short from beginning to end. I think I woke up at about five in the morning. I was like, okay, I think I'm feeling something. It was really, like, soft. But I happened to be seeing Nagani that day because we were, like, two days away from being induced she was 11 days late um so we went in we got to see her at about 10 and then she was like oh you're fine she's like you are still smiling you've got a long way to go I think she thought I was going to give birth the next day and then after she examined me my waters broke and she was a little bit concerned about how they looked and stuff so she was like okay she's like because she was about to send us all the way home and she's like, cool, I still, I'm still going to send you out, but you know, like, don't go home. I want you to stay close by. So, and it was raining that day. So she sent us to Rosebank Mall. And I walked around in labor in Rosebank Mall with this one and Taryn making me do stairs. And my labor escalated like insanely. I remember even having to run to the bathroom to like I nearly needed to throw up and stuff. What? And people would walk past and they were like, is she okay? Does she need an ambulance? Like, what's going on? We were like, no, she's just in labor. Like, she's just in labor. <laughs> Don't stress. <laughs> so here we are in Rosebank Mall, and eventually I'm pushing and I'm like, I mean not pushing, pushing, but I'm like trying to be okay. And eventually I said to them, I was like, you have got to get me back. Like, I can't walk around like this in, anymore. And when we walked in, fortunately, it's like five minutes away. So we walked into Genesis. And my uh, midwife came to check up on, up on me. And she was quite chilled. Oh, and she's like, what are you she was like, chilled to me. Yeah. But then in the background, she was like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> 
So they like showered me and whatever and put me in the bath. And I think she arrived within like 45 minutes to an hour of us getting back to Genesis. Wow. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was a water birth. Um, I will never forget the pain. People say you do. I have never forgotten. This made me more nervous for my second. <laughs> but she was perfect. Everything. Like, I'm just so grateful. All I'm grateful that we could do natural. Mm -hmm. you know and then it happened so quickly and then I wasn't in agony I mean the agony was there but it wasn't hours and hours of like you know dying Kate, Kate was quite a machine actually like, <laughs> uh, I think even our midwife was surprised she underestimated this little she just saw this like small little English girl because she's Afrikaans and she thought uh, we're gonna be in labor for ages we're gonna take a while <laughs> and Kate just made the choice decision she's like this is happening so yeah. she just and baby was out in yeah less than an hour eh? yeah after getting back from the oh. mall yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny <laughs> and would you guys do are you gonna are you planning on doing a water birth again or i would like to the the water was the only pain management i had um and it really does help so and it just calms you down a little bit as well so I would like to if it's a possibility, but like we did with our last birth plan, we're not like set on things because if things change, we don't want to be disappointed. And I think like the that. word birth plan is probably quite uh, strong. <laughs> <laughs> Our plan was to give birth at Genesis. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know we were thinking of a water birth. Didn't you? Okay. No. We had said <laughs> the water, the, the bath was full when yeah. I got there, and I was like, oh, okay. No, we did say so, midwife. We, would, uh, I would like to try and use the water for pain management, but I wasn't, and I wouldn't mind either way whether I gave birth in the bath or not. Yeah. Um, but giving, like having a water bath, water birth, actually quite. I mean, people, some people, I think, think it's pretty gross. I freaked out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean. Everything just gets like sprayed down. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty clean way pretty of doing clean. it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I was actually quite surprised by the process. I, I think it's a lot easier for, actually for everyone. For everyone. In because you, you feel like the water actually, I think, supports your weight a little bit sometimes. Yeah, and you can be in multiple different positions. Yeah. And I think also giving birth... Um, the way you see it on TV, like on a bed with legs up in the air, oh, it's probably way. like the least helpful way yeah. of giving birth because mm. you're not using gravity. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, like I've only been in one birth and yeah. I've got very little <laughs> to compare with. And I'm certainly no expert, but like just if you think of the obvious stuff, it actually makes mm. a lot of sense. Um, and then you just pull the plug and let it all disappear. You know what <laughs> I mean? You what don't what have can disappear? <laughs> dirty bed sheets. And... <laughs> yeah, but like what Matt said, the gravity component is huge with birth. Like, I mean, I was facing him and I was on my haunches when she came. And I think if I hadn't been in that position, it would have been a completely different story. So I think that helped make it a much quicker process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the walking before. Walking rose. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that also made it a faster process. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely do that again. The, yeah. The water birth thing. Absolutely. I think a lot of people think it's a bit like Shua, but <laughs> to me, it made a, a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and 
even more so after having experienced it. And do you think your your midwife helped you prepare more mentally for your birth, or was it because of your? I mean, because Kate's a machine, so. <laughs> we didn't have like yeah we didn't go like too deep with my midwife she was more um the practical person Mm. um you know Taryn actually helped me prepare mentally quite a bit because she gave birth at Genesis um so she also shared a lot of her insights with me and stuff um and then I was going to mention Shanti. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. But the, like this lady we ended up meeting after giving birth who helped us with breastfeeding and stuff. She helped with a lot of insights and stuff like that around post-birth and that kind of thing. Um, she was the person and she was a very strong Christian and stuff. And she, we went a lot deeper with her than anyone else, really. Yeah, yeah I don't think our midwife was... She's more like... Um, straight to the point yeah. and like make sure medically that things go well mm. uh, she she wasn't like a, a soft touchy-feely type of person mm. for sure um she was more like hardcore <laughs> she's quite a hardcore Yo, you get more hardcore <laughs> the, yeah you get more hardcore midwives than her apparently no. so but yeah she was a to the point type of person which we were happy with i'm like you there to deliver the ba- she was there to deliver the baby. The support came through Taryn yeah. and Matt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. And how did you said Shanti helped you um, through your postpartum? How did she help you yeah. with your postpartum? Your postpartum, postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually quite a miracle, to be honest. We were really struggling. I was like dead set on breastfeeding. Um, to the point that it was a little bit hectic and we didn't realize it but for the first little while Livy was latching properly but she actually wasn't getting any milk because she wasn't strong enough so uh, it was already like day 16 we had her weighed because our midwife was quite or whatever we had her weighed and the nurse we took her to was like uh, uh, she's lost weight too much weight she's actually not doing well you need to put this kid on formula like straight away so we did because we obviously freaked out, but that obviously sent my emotions haywire. And I was also struggling with some postpartum depression and all of that. So anyway, I reached out to some people. I wanted to get a lactation consultant to come in. And I was put in touch with Shanti. And Shanti happened to live in our complex. <laughs> oh, what? So she literally... She even, it was hilarious, she put our address in her GPS and tried to leave and, and kept saying, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. <laughs> and only then does she like, oh, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, anyway, so she came that night that we called her and she put me on, on, uh, on such a strict routine. Like I was pumping I mean, I would breastfeed half an hour, half an hour each side, so that was an hour. Then I would pump 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And while I was pumping, that would syringe feed Olivia because we couldn't put her on a bottle yet so that she didn't get confused and stuff like that because I was that adamant of breastfeeding. Um, so for the first few weeks, we couldn't have a bottle. So she was getting syringe fed, which is quite cute. You put your little pinky in their mouth and they start sucking and then you put the syringe next to it. So Matt would do that while I would pump. And then I think I had to do that for 24-hour cycles. So I'd have like 
and maybe an hour in between doing that and I'd have to do it all again that was my life for like the first few weeks because it's a three-hour cycle it's like a three-hour cycle you have to breastfeed at least every two to three hours in the beginning um around 24 hours so I forgot all of it. I I'm forgot word, about I'll never that. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> so then eventually we, we had to supplement a bit with formula, but eventually I also went on to eggnol, which helps you produce milk. Um, so eventually I had enough, which was great for me. And I actually ended up getting a stock because <laughs> I used to pump so much. Um, and that in part, like that enabled me to breastfeed. If, if we hadn't met her or if we hadn't seen anyone or whatever, we would never have managed to mm. breastfeed. There's no way. Um, I think the one thing that um, we underestimated and that people don't always tell you is how tough breastfeeding can be. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, I say that because I've, a lot of people we've spoken to, a lot of friends, have told us they had the same experience or different experience, but they also experienced a lot of trouble with breastfeeding mm. um, because it's like, you know, is baby getting enough? Is it too much? Um, what, what kind of cycle should we be going in? You know, like, is this normal? You know, should we be going to formula? You know, it's... is every cry a hunger cry as well in yeah. the beginning? Like, you know, is she crying because she's hungry or cold or tired or whatever with Livy? It was, hunger because she was like starving um and we just didn't know you know we didn't know any better so that was a big thing mm. that was a very that was the hardest part for us it um, just helped so much having a shanti who knew what she was talking about to say to us okay like this is fine you're latching fine yeah um you know you need to do x y and z this is a cycle that and this is what we need to do this and, is how much she needs yeah and like yeah. let's get into this routine you know and it's, that was just super helpful um, so that you felt like, in a way, safe that you were doing the right things, you know? Yeah. Huge. So you'd obviously recommend having somebody who is an expert in that field if you have even the smallest doubts or um, concerns. Absolutely. Mm. I would even recommend, we didn't have a like lined up before we thought we'd see how it goes, but I'd even recommend first time parents to have someone that already set up just to, just to help and be a support. And like someone like Shanti, I mean, she, but she's a big part of our lives now, actually. <laughs> she became a friend at the end of it, but she supported us on so many other levels as well, you know, and they know generally how to support the mom who is often possibly going, you know, you, you do have the baby blues and all of that. Um, and whether that turns into postpartum or not, you know, as a new mom, you're an emotional wreck regardless. <laughs> um, and they know how to deal with you. You know, they know how to be gentle. They know how to walk you through a journey that's like, what the heck just happened? to me what did we do <laughs> no, shanti was really great i mean she yeah. at the time i wasn't working and she didn't even charge us no she, she was like her ministry yeah, yeah. she Aww. was really really amazing yeah so yeah we'll, now we'll definitely cool. yeah. we'll definitely try to get a link of hers or something just so that she can get some Oh, yeah. I don't know. Some sort of... She's amazing. You must, uh, we can put you in touch. She's a wealth of, of information as well. Yeah, yeah. she's also a qualified midwife and she she she's a qualified midwife and nurse, but she's practices as a doula. 
and then she does the lactation stuff so she's like a full package yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is so cool and yeah. you you guys mentioned that while you had quite an easy pregnancy or not easy it's take that back yeah. but like <laughs> you had a yeah. textbook pregnancy but is there any challenges during your pregnancy or even your birth that you that you had to overcome and how did you overcome those like what were your tools to help you overcome those do we have any challenges um not too many that i can think of i mean mm. Uh, nothing unusual i mean obviously uncomfortable yeah um, the pregnancy was actually like we, it was pretty much clockwork um it was more post-birth that was that hit us like a ton of bricks yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'd say the pregnancy was pretty easy hey? yeah i mean maybe the only thing i would say is that um and I suppose most people do this with their first child is, you know, we went religiously every month for scans and all sorts of things. And like it, for the second child, I don't think we'll go like as crazy on the, on the, you know, the scans and things like oh, that. Because yeah, yeah. it's not super necessary, you know, like it's nice to have like pictures of the baby and stuff. But from a practical perspective, like, you just need to make sure the baby's healthy and growing and you know all right but um other than that like you know if, as long as you do the main the main scan you don't have to have a scan every month you know but you do see your midwife every month yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the midwife doesn't scan you every time she just does measurements and feels the baby and yeah. listens to the heart rates and stuff yeah i suppose it's a personal choice but mm. it's not really medically necessary yeah to look yeah and uh, did you guys tap into any resources like podcasts and books and asking other couples and all those kinds of things or classes or me no the academic yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i read baby sense which was helpful but i also learned after birth and stuff to use those books as references not gospel truth you know because if your baby's not sleeping and it says your baby should be sleeping and you freak out meanwhile it's all babies are different or whatever we did go for classes we for like prenatal, eh? yeah it was a weekend it was mostly i don't remember where it was but it was mostly theory so there wasn't a, i would have preferred going to a place where it was a little bit more practical as to like really what's going to happen it was mostly like just getting told stuff yeah, I didn't find that there was massive value in the prenatal class we went to, classes we went to. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe that was just my take on it. But, I mean, there were one or two things that, you know, opened your eyes a bit. But I didn't really feel like that was hugely valuable. I, I felt like, you know, if, if you had to choose, I would rather have like a lactation person or consultant after the birth then go mm. for you know prenatal classes or something mm. i mean you can read all of that stuff online as well or, or get the you know get the consultant to come and give you some beforehand. tips beforehand yeah probably so, cheaper as well <laughs> well shanti actually does that as well she also does prenatal with people Is it? yeah which uh, you know everybody does prenatal classes differently i think ours was just a bit more theory than practical mm. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we did have lots of friends who'd given birth before at Genesis and stuff like that who I spoke to and got lots of advice from. So, but also we we've learned through other things as well that you've got to really pick the voices you're going to trust. Mm. And because everybody's going to throw different opinions at you. Some people are going to say, do not go to Genesis. My friend had this terrible experience, whatever, whatever, that you do get that. But without realizing that people have hectic birth experiences wherever they go. Um, so, yeah, I think it was, you, you've just got to like, pick who you're going to listen to and who to trust mm. um, and what, which opinions to take seriously and which not. Mm. Yeah. I love it. So what's, a fa- what's your favorite thing about being a parent? <laughs> so, you'll... I love coming home from work <laughs> and Livy's standing there at the gate waiting for me. And she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Look, there are there's so many things. I think the overwhelming love you have for your child is something that you can't describe. It's just such a gift, you know? Um, and so overwhelming to the point that you're like, yeah, it can be, it's like, wow, like I got trusted with this. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and it's also just how much fun and joy she brings to our house. She's such a bombshell. She's bouncing off the wall all the time. She um, is very strong willed, but she is so funny. Like we just, we laugh at her every day. And I think that's been really cool. Yeah, I also think um, one thing that I love is kind of, seeing the world through a child's eyes again yeah. you know um it's so nice to almost like relive your childhood through another another human and see her experience things for the first time and learn things and, yeah and kids are just so happy with the most basic things you know yeah they have like zero expectations and you know they're just content with the simplest of things in life you know mm-hmm. And it actually makes you remember what is important, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're all about human interaction and, you know, love and, you know, all of that stuff, you know, so. And nature. And nature. Yeah. All the stuff that's actually really important in life. Mm-hmm. So it kind of brings you back to the realism of, of what life's really about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that. And you guys are obviously expecting your next child. When are you due? 13th of August, somewhere there. <laughs> so coming soon. Yeah, we just hit the third time. So we'll ask you on the part two. Or well, this is part one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it like juggling two? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but just to wrap up, do you guys have any tips to to pass on to any expecting parents that you were like, if I hadn't known that, that's the one thing that I'd want to pass on? Um, sure. There's probably quite a few. I think, I think maybe what we alluded to earlier is have a proper support system and have somebody waiting in the wings to help you post birth. Um, you know, Shanti changed our lives, honestly speaking. Um, So I would just say, like, even if it's just one or two times that you need to see this person, even if your breastfeeding goes well, just to have that feedback from someone, because you can feel very lost and alone as a new mom. 
and you know there's also some people miss signs for like postnatal depression and that kind of thing and they think they don't know if what's normal you know their lives have been turned upside down and stuff so just to have someone like a doula or a lactation consultant or your midwife or someone you can trust who's there to um, support you as both parents, because it's hard for both parents, but um, also just in the breastfeeding process. And, you know, and I mean, of course, as well, if you decide at the end of the day not to breastfeed or it's just not an option, totally get that formula was created for a reason as well. So, so actually, that's so that's the, the tip I was going to kind of give is that um, don't be too hard on yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes you can get quite caught up in like, this is the plan I have. Like the, it had to work like this. And I remember, particularly around the, the breastfeeding, um, you were very set sure. on doing that. Yeah. And um, we're really glad that we managed to do that in the end. But if you can't like if you have to use formula or you have to substitute here and there or or if things don't go according to plan and, and you can't have this like natural birth that you had in mind or whatever it's okay you know mm. there isn't isn't one formula that works and that's the only thing that you know and that's the only way or that's the you know the mecca of birth mm. i think i think everyone's in a different situation and everyone has a different story and it's okay to just like not always have everything run perfectly yeah you know? so yeah i'm too hard on yourself <laughs> yeah you're not a failure if you have to have a caesar or not breastfeed or something like that i think a lot of moms and parents in general can take it very personally if they can't yeah um so yeah definitely and that even that even goes to the husband, like changing yeah. nappies. And <laughs> put, like it's a learning curve for everyone, right? Yeah. You know, and then they throw in lack of sleep and you know, like a job and a you know, and then. And I remember you trying to help Livy latch. Oh my gosh! So that would be there. I'm trying to breastfeed. He's trying to like get her onto my boob. <laughs> a friend of ours said like they did a thing. That you, and then so you just he's like, he's like just smash her face in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we did it <laughs> so then we're trying and, and i'm crying and bleeding and elegant it is not it's definitely not glamorous there's nothing glamorous about birth or breastfeeding <laughs> I get it. I was speaking to a lady and she was like, they lied. They said there was a pregnancy glow. I don't feel it. And she was just like going at me like, there's no pregnancy glow. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, pregnancy is hardcore. I mean, this pregnancy we having like have now has been so much more hardcore. I think because of having a toddler to run around after, but also um like we've just been sick a lot lately and stuff like that. So it's toddlers make you toddlers sick. Toddlers eh? make you sick when we go to school. So like every couple of weeks we have a cold. <laughs> and then it's it takes its toll with the pregnancy and stuff as well. So our pregnancy is also a challenge. We're just getting stronger. And yeah. <laughs> Building our immune system. Yeah. 
I love that you're not romanticizing this. I'm glad that you're like, this is hardcore and it's been a marathon. <laughs> but like you're saying, it's yeah, worth it. It is a marathon. It's definitely, yeah. It's totally worth it's it. It's totally worth it. Like, yeah. she's like the best thing ever. It's, yeah. it's exhausting, but she's phenomenal. And we, we're looking forward to the next one. So, yeah. We think we have the cutest kid ever, but I'm sure that yeah, we we're biased. So. <laughs> we, we've seen her. Yeah. She's pretty cute. So, we'll, we'll, we'll second that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. Not always, but most of the time. <laughs> But I think we'll wrap up on the on our last question. Just kind of how did you guys, I mean, you guys seem like the most chilled parents. And I'm sure like you guys probably don't feel like the most chilled parents in the world. And that's okay. <laughs> but just how did you guys balance yeah. work, your baby? And how do you how did you decide when to go back to work? And how was that? <laughs> it's all of a side. <laughs> yeah, the relaxed relax part of the song, yeah, definitely. Well, maybe I should, I'll, yeah, I'll start. Um, so, ironically, I left my job uh, in, in, in November. Um, well, I worked November, but December was the first month I didn't have work. I left my job. I didn't have another job lined up. And then Libby was born in January, end of <laughs> January. So I was, I was unemployed for two months. Then Livy was born. Two months later, COVID hit. So I was actually at home with Livy for the first five or six months of, of after she was born. So Kate went back to work before I did. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of daddy daycare yeah. and that kind of thing. But uh, in hindsight, it was actually quite cool. Like I got time to spend with my, you know, with Livy that most fathers don't get, you know. So that was quite a cool yeah. experience. Although it was stressful not having a job. <laughs> Very. But yeah, if Matt hadn't been in between jobs, if, I know it's going back to the breastfeeding thing, but he wouldn't have been able to be that hands-on and I don't think I would have managed um, with that side of things. Um, yeah, and then from my side, we, we decided the typical four months um, and I worked around a few things. I was having to claim from UIF and stuff, stuff like that. So we decided that would be what we could manage. Um, but I do remember the first couple of weeks in, I was sitting there staring at Libby and I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to go back to work. Like, this is full on, but also this is my life now. Like, I've been given this tiny little thing to look after how can I go back to work like I feel like I'll neglect her or whatever by the end of my four months of maternity I was ready to go back <laughs> not because it was too demanding or I mean it was very demanding but because I needed the stimulation from work I needed the adult interaction and that kind of thing um and just the the a reason to like apply my mind to something different so work I've always said for me is a bit of a break from parenting and it makes me a better parent in a way I don't think everyone feels that way um but yeah it's definitely so I think I might go through the same thing with the next one you know when they're newborn you do feel like this is your entire world now but as they become slightly more independent and become rely on other people then you realize it is important to have other things 
going on as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think from a balanced perspective, like just our personalities, I mean, I wouldn't say we're the most chilled parents, but no. I think I think I always err on the more chilled side. <laughs> and Kate is on the more like not so chilled side. <laughs> and between us, somehow we come with we come balance. up with something a little bit more balanced, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think like just having, you know, having God at the center as well has helped keep us sort of centered. And, you know, at least it's, we have him to like lean on and rely on and we can pray about stuff and that kind of thing. So that also helps a lot, you know, um, because, you know, we have lots of challenges and we, we don't get things right. We don't always agree. We don't always align on stuff. And um, yeah, like, you just got to talk through it and and figure it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you have a son. <laughs> I love that you threw that in there. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you don't have another option. You, yeah. gotta, you just got to make it, it you got to find a way and make it work, you know? Yeah. So. Got to keep paddling. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Just keep swimming. <laughs> that child is growing up, whether you like it or not. You can't like press pause and be like, listen, we, we don't know how to deal with like the discipline right now. So can you just hang on whilst we figure it out and we'll come back once we've done our research? You know? <laughs> or like a rewind button, like shouldn't have said that. What I meant to say yeah. was <laughs> yeah. yeah, the learning process as you go, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I love it. You definitely pay a lot of school fees. Yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for your time. I know it's like late now, and uh, you have really, lives. We appreciate you guys sharing your your story and stuff. And I'm sure it's nice for you also just to rethink about those moments and all mm. that. Um, yeah, but just thank you guys yeah, so much. No, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. That's yeah, a pleasure. pleasure. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Anytime, Thanks. eh? You let us know if you have a crazy second birth, man. If it's worthwhile <laughs> sharing, we'll, we'll record oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have anything worthwhile to share with us. <laughs> well, this was still very valuable, so. <laughs> I don't want a crazy birth. <laughs> <laughs> But shame guys, we don't want to keep it. But thank you so much for sharing. We really appreciate it. And we, we learned a lot. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate every time any of you have a listen. Um, yeah, one of the main takeaways I got from this episode is just a, a reinforcing of how important it is to have a team around you, whether that is a doula, a midwife, um, family and friends, or whatever the, the case is. Um, or perhaps even all of those people in, in one person. Mm. Um, yeah, so how important that is in helping you through this journey um, because we don't know what we don't know and having somebody else's experience can really help you in your journey um, and make a couple of steps a little bit easier. Yeah, and if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, subscribe, rate and review uh, the podcast because it really helps us move forward and helps other people to find us um, so yeah, we'd really appreciate that and we look forward to seeing, seeing you on the next one.